Hello everyone. Welcome back to India Unchained. We are the Snake Charmers. I'm Nitish. I'm Neeraj. Dude, where's Noman? And Noman is sitting and crying in the corner. Ah, PUBG. So Neeraj, what is it that we're going to talk about today? Well, Nitish, in the last episode, we promised our listeners that we will be talking about stories of Indian history pre-independence. I think it would be apt for us to begin with the first war of independence. Now, let's go back. On 11th of May 1857, an incident occurred in the city of Meerut. A regiment of the sepoys of the British Indian Army mutinied against their European officers and killed them. After which, they marched to Delhi and entered the Red Fort, where they met Bahadur Shah II, who was then the pensioner under the British East India Company. After persuasion, they crowned him Shahenshah Hindustan, the leader of the revolt, the Emperor of India. Upon hearing this news, half of company's sepoy strength opted out of their loyalty of the British. Within a month of the capture of Delhi, revolt spread across the country like wildfire. Cities like Bareilly, Jagdishpur, Kanpur, Lucknow, Banaras, Ilhabad, and other northern, middle, and western Indian cities were at the epicenter of this revolt. However, South was particularly silent. The rebels turned towards their traditional leaders of the Indian society to lead the revolt. Leaders like Nana Saheb, who was the adopted son of Bajirao II, led the revolt from Kampur. Begum Hazrat Mahal from Lucknow, Khan Bahadur Khan from Bareilly, and the most charismatic and outstanding leaders of all, Rani Lakshmi Bai from Jhansi. The revolt grew across every corner of the country and every cantonment, be that Bengal, Bangalore or Bombay. However, the Madras cantonment was still loyal to the British. Okay, fine. I'll stop whining about PUBG now and I'll get back to work too. Neeraj, you just told us about the revolt of 1857. But I really want to know what led to the revolt. What is it that happened that made the sepoys revolt against their own officers? Suddenly, Noman. Let me quote to you a small portion of the proclamation that was issued by the sepoys upon capturing Delhi. It is well known that in these days all the English have entertained these evil designs. First to destroy the religion of the whole Hindustani army and then to make the people by compulsion Christians. Therefore we solely on account of our religion have combined with the people and have not spared alive one infidel and have re-established the Delhi dynasty on these terms. Now there are a couple of factors that led the rebels to believe that the religious beliefs were under threat. Firstly, there were reports of bone dust being mixed with atta in the rations that were issued to the sepoys. Second, the introduction of the Enfield rifle. The cartridges to these rifles had to be bitten off and reportedly 
the grease that was put in these cartridges was made of beef and pork fat thirdly there was partiality in compensation between indian soldiers and their british counterparts and lastly the most important one being the racial discrimination to quote mr t r homes though he that is the sepoy might give the signs of a military genius like haider he knew that he could never attain a pay of an english subaltern and that the rank to which he might attain after 30 years of relentless service would not protect him from the insolent dictation of the english india has predominantly been an agrarian backed economy and country this means to say that the farmers were the people who joined the british indian army that is the sepoys were peasants in uniform oh wow so many things happened in the year 1857 but i am a little stuck on the last part that you just said neeraj a sepoy is a farmer in uniform but wouldn't that mean or wouldn't that make you think weren't there farmers raising up in revolt or protest against the british even before 1857 i am sure there must have been a few instances of it could you tell me a few certainly numan it was no sudden occurrence it was the culmination of century long tradition of fierce popular resistance to the british domination the series of civil rebellions which run like a thread through the first 100 years of british rule these were often led by deposed rajas and nawabs or their descendants uprooted and impoverished zamindars landlords and polygars ex retainers and officials of the conquered indian states now you all might be wondering what was the cause of all these civil rebellions if you take it as a whole it was the rapid changes the british introduced in the economy administration and land revenue system to give you an example let's take bengal in less than 30 years land revenue collection was raised to nearly double the amount collected under the moguls and this pattern was repeated in other parts of the country as the british rule spread but was this the only reason to rebel if you were to think on the causes you might as well as consider how thousands of zamindars and polygars lost control over their land land and its revenues either due to extinction of their rights by the colonial state or by the forced sale of their rights over the land because of their inability to meet the exorbitant land revenue demanded now the proud zamindars and the polygars resented this loss even more when they were displaced by the rank outsiders i hope by now you are able to connect the dots but you might ask me this what about the legal system and the law were they just mere observers to tell you frankly the new courts and the legal system just gave a further boost to the dispossessors of the land and encouraged the rich to oppress the poor flogging torture and jailing of the cultivators for arrears of rent to put it short the petty officials just enriched themselves freely at the cost of the poor so much of chaos right no wonder the system turned vulnerable look we cannot hold the system solely responsible there were scholars priests molvis 
pundits who were also active in inciting hatred and rebellion against the foreign rule and moreover if you give it a thought the indian people too felt humiliated at being under a foreigner's heel this feeling of hurt pride inspired efforts to expel the foreigners from their land hence you see fuel to the fire okay let me just sum it up for you and walk you through these civil rebellions the civil rebellions began as the british rule was established in bengal and bihar and then they occurred in area after area as it was incorporated into the colonial rule you know there was hardly a year without armed opposition or a decade without major armed rebellion in one part of the country or the other you know from 1763 from 1763 to 1856 there were more than 40 major rebellions apart from the 100 of minor ones now you might ask me how did the british react to all this well you know the british succeeded in pacifying the rebel areas one by one they also gave concession to the less fiery rebel chiefs and the zamindars in the form of reinstatement the restoration of their estates and reduction in revenue assessments so long as they agreed to live peacefully under this alien authority and the uncooperative ones well they were physically wiped out velu thampi was such an example he was first killed and then publicly hanged you might as well have realized by now that the suppression of the civil rebellions was a major reason why the revolt of 1857 did not spread to south india and most of east and western india oh wow so now we know what indians went through in the year 1857 and the years prior to it but I, but what i really want to know is what did the war of 1857 result in or how did it end did it even now before i reach to the conclusion of the first war of independence let me just give you some insights as to how did the indian public and its leaders react to the news of the revolt after the merit incidents when the sepoys entered the red fort bahadur shah ii was actually surprised so was the case with rani lakshmi bai when she heard to the news that the sepoys captured delhi it took some time for these leaders to ascertain their decision of full involvement in the revolt the only positive factor of the entire revolt was that within one month of the merit incident the revolt spuriated the general public of the country letters were sent to all neighboring kingdoms upon the capture of delhi bahadur shah ii was formally recognized as the emperor of the country by kings and kingdoms and coins and orders were issued in his name for more than a year the rebels actually struggled they did not have any modern arms or ammunition that their enemy the british had and hence were forced to use traditional war material like the swords and pikes to wage the war additionally there was no fast way of communication medium that was established with their compatriots hence once again everyone was left to play a lonely hand rebels certainly received sympathy from the countrymen but did not receive 
full support of the people for the revolt almost half of the indian soldiers who were still loyal to the british fought against their own countrymen and did not participate in the revolt after 5 months of intense battle on 20th september 1857 delhi fell it was recaptured by five columns of 1700 british and 3200 indian soldiers bahadur shah ii who took refuge in humayun's tomb was captured tried and deported to burma this incident broke the back of the revolt as delhi was the only rallying point that the rebels had after this the british went on to regain every inch of lost land one by one rani lakshmi bai died fighting on 17th june 1858 the general who carried out the assault against her general hugh rose paid a high tribute to her and said here lay the woman who was the only man amongst the rebels nana sahib refused to give up and eventually had to escape to nepal tantya tope who was successful at carrying out guerrilla warfare against the british was betrayed by a zamindar and was later captured tortured and killed by the british except for these and some other honorable personalities most rebels were poorly served by their leaders to quote john lawrence had a single leader of ability arisen amongst the rebels we must have been lost beyond redemption thus ended the most formidable challenge the british ever faced in india it is only a matter of speculation as to had the rebels won the revolt what would have been the course of history the revolt was certainly a failure in achieving its objectives but it was a grand success to lay the foundation stones for motivation and a source of inspiration to what followed in the coming years okay that was great i wish i had learned all this in school we are the snake charmers this was india unchained thank you for tuning in i hope to see you next week goodbye